Hi, welcome to our study of patterns found in God's Word. Today I would like to talk about 3 John. Here's the overview when I throw it into the book of the, into the matrix. The overview of the book is simply John's writing to a young Christian. His name is Gaius, and he's encouraging him to stay true to the Word of God, be sound. And he's very happy that he sees or hears about Gaius walking in the truth and practicing hospitality encouraging Gaius to continue to support missionaries. You see, the problem is Gaius has communicated to John, and he's got a problem in the church, and that's with a gentleman by the name of Diotrephes, who thinks he controls the church, and it has this thing against missionaries. So Gaius is asking John for his opinion. Well, John condemns Diotrephes and says, imitate what is good, not what is evil. And if you want to follow somebody that's really a good example, look at Demetrius. He's in your church, and he's setting a good example. I'm going to come visit you, right? And when we do, we will speak face to face. That's the overview. The big problem here in this book is found in this section right here called kindness. Diotrephes is not kind. He's jealous. He's afraid to lose the power that he's got. Let's get into the text. Right off the back, we see words then definitions of people's names are so important and that's why i really love third john because it encourages you to study the names uh, the uh, the definitions of the names of people the elder which we believe to be john to gaius gaius means i am glad or i would rather interpret it i rejoice why is he glad because he's a christian he's a new young christian right whom i love in truth because Jesus says we need to, John 13, 34, 35, we need to love one another. I love you in truth, which means I will always love you. I am committed to that. That's what John's saying to him. And I pray that you may prosper in all things. Now, you need to understand this word prosper. It means good journey. It means going through life. A person can prosper, not physically, but spiritually. So you can be a poor person and prosper in this life, or you can be a person in a wheelchair and still prosper in this life. It's not about the physical. It's about the spiritual in all things in which you do. Proverbs 1.1 says, the, the word of God is given to know wisdom and instruction, discern the sayings of un, and uh, the sayings of understanding, to receive instruction in wise behavior, righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the naive, to the young knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and increase in learning. A man of understanding will acquire wisdom, or, or should I say wise counsel. That's what the word is God's for. It's, it's, as we feed upon it, it helps give us the wisdom, the understanding to make wise decisions. When you're using the word of God to help guide you through this life, you're going to prosper in all things. That's what he's reminding Gaius to do. Stay plugged into the word of God. Then he says, King James says, be in health, be in good health, New American Standard. I think NIV is really going away from the truth in enjoy good health. He's not talking about health here. I think all three make a mistake here. It's, that's not the right definition of this word. We're not talking physical. We're in a spiritual book. In Luke, three times this word, eugaino, is the word that we, we translate in the letters as be sound. Three times in, in Luke, it's for physical health. Luke's a doctor. That's what he's referring to. But when you get into 1 Timothy twice, 2 Timothy twice, Titus five times, John once, ten times in the letters, it's always referring to spiritual health. You look in Titus, he's talking about good, or sound doctrine, sound faithfulness, sound speech. 
That's what he's, he's referring to. You've got to be sound. Second Peter, talking about Paul, also in all his letters, speaking in them of these things, in which some things are hard to understand, not impossible, hard to understand, which the untaught and unstable distort as they do the rest of the scriptures to their own destruction. You can't just read the Word of God and understand it. You've got to apply yourself. You've got to study. You've got to use books. You've got to listen to teachers. But you've got to do the work. You can't just listen to a video like this and think, oh, well, I know the whole thing of 1 John or 2 John or whatever. You've got to take what I'm saying, study it, make sure it's true. If it's true, use it. If it's not, refute it. It's, your, your soundness is dependent upon the work that you're willing to put in. Don't be listening to the teachers and don't be listening to the preachers just for and taking their word for it. Dig, take notes, soundness. That's what he's saying to Gaius. That's what we're saying to you as well. So prosper in all things. Be sound as your soul prospers. Your soul cries out for God. It, it's hungering and thirsting. And the only way it gets satisfied is through what? The word of God. Getting into joy. Numeric standard kinds of leaves us flat here. I was very glad. No, I love King James. I rejoiced greatly to hear you're walking in the truth. No greater joy than to hear of one's children walking in the truth. What are we seeing here? Well, he's calling him his child here, children. So we understand that probably John baptized Gaius. But Gaius is obeying. And joy comes when you obey the word of God. But you need to see this joy that you enjoy is not just for yourself. Because when you're obeying the word of God, others can appreciate that. Paul's filling up on joy, greatly rejoicing because of what he sees Gaius doing. And so you need to understand, the more I'm obeying the word of God, the more I encourage. This joy permeates not only in my life, but in the lives of those people around me. And then he's saying, you, you know, I'm so happy, Gaius, why? Because you're sharing with the brethren, especially, especially strangers. That's the missionaries. That's the guys that are coming to visit the churches. You do well sending them in a manner worthy of God. We've got to learn to accept the missionaries that are coming. We've got to bring different people in to speak to our congregation. The more we hear the word of God from different perspectives, the more we can get a deeper understanding. Not a new teaching, but a deeper understanding to that teaching. We haven't always understood, and there's still more things that we can learn from the Word of God. We didn't understand Revelation, I, I believe, until the 70s and the 80s. We didn't understand Genesis as well as we do today with creation, six days of creation, until the 80s and the 90s. We're always studying deeper and deeper in the text, and we're learning more, and we need to bring fresh teachings to come in. If they're wrong, we refute, we correct. If they're right, we, we absorb and we run with it. It's very healthy for a church to bring in other teachers. And when they're finished, don't just pay their gas money. Show your appreciation. Pay them more. Send them on a way in a manner worthy of God. You know, you, you got to learn to be a little extravagant, especially for people who are dedicated to teaching the word. Because he talks about this in, in, in the section on patience. Because they went out for the sake of the name, not taking anything from the Gentiles. They're not taking money from the world. They're going out to teach the word of God. Therefore, support such men. To, to, if we do, then we are fellow workers with the truth. It's a wonderful thing to, to support the missionaries. It's a horrible thing to be a missionary, to be a preacher, having to beg 
to get the support to teach the Word of God, to beg churches to help them. And if you're going to support them, understand they're going to make mistakes. Understand they're going to teach some error. When they do, correct, forgive, move on, not cut them off. If you're going to hire a full man out of a preaching school, take him on. Make him a part of your congregation. Expect him to stay 10, 20, 30 years. You know, he's a part of your body. You're not hiring him for two, three years and then get another one and then get another one. We need to see that we're a body of Christ. We need to support one another. These guys come out of schools. They may have knowledge, but they don't have experience. Churches may have experience, but they don't have knowledge. We can share those things. And that's what he's encouraging us to do. Here comes the problem. Look up his name, Diotrephes, nourished by Zeus. What's his problem? He wants to be preeminent in all things. This word is used twice in the scriptures. The other time it's used in Colossians 1.18. And Paul is saying Christ needs to be preeminent. Christ needs to be first in everything. Diotrephes wants to be. Why? Because he feeds on the ways of the world. That's what he's doing. That's the, his way of life. So therefore, he wants to be first. Well, you can't be because Christ is the head. Therefore, he unjustly accuses us. He condemns the writings of John, does not receive the brethren, doesn't receive the missionaries, and throws out those who do because he's jealous. He's afraid to lose his position of power. Problem with so many of the smaller churches in the, in the world today is they're controlled by one man or one family. That's not to be. There are seven gifts given in Romans chapter 12, 6 to 8. Some are leading, some are teaching, some are prophesying. You know, not, every, not one man has all of those gifts. The church is run by the body of Christ. If you've got an eldership, that's a bonus. You've got three or more people that are helping to control. When one person runs it, when one family controls it, you don't have a church. You don't have spirituality. And you have something that's going to die. That's what's happening here in 3 John, and that's what he's worrying him about. So, what do, we, what do I need, to, what do you need to do, Gaius? Do not imitate evil. People that do evil haven't seen God. Imitate what is good. You want to see somebody that's good? Look at Demetrius. Now, this is another interesting one. Demetrius' name means belonging to Demeter. Demeter is the goddess of agriculture and rural life. Put a positive spin on this. He's, he's one of those people that are down to earth. They're the people, the agriculture, rural life people. They're the people that do the work. They're the ones that are going to the hospital doing the visits. They're the ones that are teaching the Bible study, the Bible classes. They're the ones that are doing the physical things around the building. Start following after these guys, especially those that have a good testimony from everybody in the church. Or, as Paul says, he's got a good testimony from the truth. He's doing the things in the Word of God. You can see his actions, and you can see that he's doing those things. And he even has a good testimony from, from John himself. So Demeter is a great example to follow. Find those people in the church that are actually doing the work, not telling others to do the work, but those that are doing the work and follow after them. Imitate what is good. Finally, here's gentleness, verse, verse 12. You know, i got a lot of things to write to you, and, but I hope to see you shortly. And I put down in here, no emails. Emails is not a way to communicate because you cannot communicate emotions. You have to be in person. There's some things he needs to teach Gaius that he can't do in a letter. And it's so important, so I'm, hopefully I'm going to come to see you soon. Problem with our kids today that are on Facebook, 
they, they're not learning how to grow because they're communicating with emails or letters, right? When you communicate with an email, you can say to somebody, I think you're ugly. Well, and then you send it off. If you do it in person, when you say, I think you're ugly, the person, you can see that it hurts. You can see their face drop. You can see tears starting to well up. And then you can understand, when I say to that, that to somebody, I'm really hurting them. And what I'm saying is not very nice. I need to change my behavior. But if I'm just sending out emails, I cannot see what my words do to other people. And I cannot grow socially. You know, and I'll be, uh, you know, I'll be immature in the way I communicate. That's why Paul's saying, I've got to come and visit you. If you've got to share something with somebody, you know, go to them in person. Don't phone them. Don't email them. Go to them in person. That's called gentleness. Self-control is let's speak face-to-face. You've got a brother in church, and he's caught up in sin. You've got to get down to it and speak face-to-face. You can go visit him. But if you don't get down to talking about the sin, that's not face-to-face. Face-to-face is saying, okay, let's talk about what I'm seeing and happening in your life. Correct me if I'm wrong. You know, Matthew 18, 15, where you need to go one-on-one, then take two or three, then take it before the church. Face-to-face, let's talk about the serious things that we see going on in one another's lives. The friends greet you, as Paul says, or yes, as Paul says in Romans, greet one another with a holy kiss. You see, Diotrephes isn't going to greet Gaius. Diotrephes and their little cult don't greet anybody. But the friends greet you. And what, you do, what do you need to do? You need to greet the friends by name. That's self-control. Learn, to f- learn the names of everybody in the congregation and learn to call them by their name. Show them how much you appreciate them. Study that thing out. This is 3 John. What's 3 John all about? It's all about kindness or the lack thereof in Diotrephes. Gaius is trying to find a solution to it. John's trying to write to him and to communicate that thing. This is what I want to leave you with, and this is simply, this is our code for uh, the, book of, the book of 3 John. The code simply is, book 64 is 3 John, chapter 1, because John is all one chapter. Verse, verse 1, verse 3, verse 5, and then the fruit. Well, this is love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. It's this thing right here, number five, fruit five. That's what he's struggling with. Take these nine numbers, put them right above the book, and you've got the outline, and it's very simple for you to look at in the future and study it out. No notes, simply nine simple numbers. Thank you for being with us with Third John.